Good morning, Captain Suba here on Captain Suba's Navigating Life's Daily Issues with the Bible. I pray you've had a wonderful week. I'm here to toss out a weekly lifeline to you in these rough waters of life. Today on Captain Suba's episode, I want to continue our chat about worry. I want to clean it up a little bit where we left it last week. We hit it pretty square in the face, but I think we need to smooth the edges here and make clear that our lives will never be trouble free, but there is a way to deal with that reality. So don't worry, be happy, part two. Last week we discussed worry in general terms and what the Bible says about that. Now let's get a little more practical. It is so easy to say don't worry, but when you can't pay your rent or your daughter was in an accident or the company you work for is going bankrupt, it's virtually impossible to pretend like everything's okay. So what's the answer? Well, in my personal life, I find a huge difference in worry and concern. Last week, we defined worry as mental distress or agitation resulting from concern usually for something impending or anticipated, or in other words, anxiety. Worry creates anxiety, panic, rash decisions, and can adversely affect your personal health. Now let's compare this definition to the definition of concern. Concern is defined as to relate to, to be about, or to bear on. So to relate to the potential issues in your life, to be about them, or to have them bear on you means to be aware and deal with them. Before I threw the lines and cranked the engines on my way to the Bahamas, I would never just go. I would be about or relate to the potential issues that could cause problems. I would check the weather, put the necessary supplies on board, top off the fuel and oil, recheck the weather, calibrate my navigational instruments, and then if everything was still solid and looked good, I would leave. By doing this, I have eliminated many of the sources of worry. I have allowed my concern for the trip to preempt most of the issues I could have worried about. Most of our worry is a result of us not preparing and caring for ourselves. We do not financially plan. We don't think about how our actions and what we say affect others. We don't properly deal with our health issues. And we procrastinate on many important issues in our lives. Doing these things allows things to happen that should have been avoided and then that results in panic, anxiety, and worry, which will ultimately never negatively affect our health, personal life, and spiritual life. But by praying, planning, and preparing, we can remove much, if not all, of the worry from our lives. It seems that the more appropriate response to worry is to not default directly into panic and chaos, but instead follow God's model. Yet, as Luke says in Luke 12, 25, who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? We assess the situation and then pray. As we pray, we tell God our concerns. Of course, he already knows what they are, but we tell him anyway. And we ask for guidance in resolving those difficulties. Again, normally instant miracles don't just occur, but if you have a good prayer life, God is already planning for the future events in your life and setting up solutions for you. Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. As we pray, we listen quietly for direction. 
Now, let's face it, I, I've never had an experience like in the Old Testament where I actually heard voices, but thoughts and solutions do begin to form in my mind, and if I stay quiet and keep the panic and chaos out, I begin to get an understanding of the direction I should go. Understanding will also come showing us that maybe what we wanted to happen is not the best and the alternate option that we are faced with could really be a better long-term solution for us. Matthew 21, 21 through 22 says, And Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even then, if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Now note carefully that it is assumed here that the thing you prayed for is actually God's will in accordance with his overall plan. Although nothing's impossible for God, he will only do according to his will and what's in the best interest of you and his plan. We do not see the future, we do not see the entire past, so we must defer to his ultimate wisdom and accept as perfect what he ultimately does with the situation. So here are the keys. Develop a good prayer life where you create a comfortable relationship with God. Ask him daily to provide for you, protect you, and your loved ones. Be proactive and persistent as to avoid many of the hardships that come our way if we are not listening to God. Learn to trust him and be patient on the answering of prayers as things are best when they happen in his time, not yours. And usually, if you think about it, it's when you demand your timetable that things get out of whack. <clears throat> Pray for direction and instruction in times where you do not know what to do, and he will give you answers. Accept that God Never promised that he would be trouble-free, that life would be trouble-free, pain-free, or that our lives would be perfect. In fact, he warns us that we will have toils and troubles, but he instructs us to trust him. John 16:33 says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. 1 Peter 5, 8 points out, Again, that trouble lurks around every corner. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, lion seeking someone to devour. But most assuredly to me is 1 Corinthians 10:13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptations, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So why worry? By worrying, we're kind of saying, aren't we, that we don't trust him. So be careful. Rely on his grace and promises to get you moved from worry to concern. As a supplement here, the following verse shows us how suffering and concern and troubles handled the correct way can strengthen us. Romans 5, 3-5 says, More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, 
because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Finally, you can be proactive and avoid a lot of life's issues if you are living a godly life. If you are loving your neighbor, being thankful, forgiving your enemies, and trusting his word. This type of life lends itself to being less burdened with troubles than living a worldly lifestyle. Trouble-free? No. But less trouble? Yeah. And, and the trouble that we'll have will be more readily dealt with. Worry is bad for us. That's a fact. Last week we talked about worry. This week we compared that to concern. Concern is where we actually kind of become the hands and feet, and we do, per the Bible's instruction, what we need to do for ourselves to allow God to grant us the good life. We can't just lay on the couch and expect God to take care of everything. We have to do our part. Concern is much better, is the much better first cousin to worry, and by stopping at concern, we can divert worry and eliminate it from our daily lives. We allow concern to cause us to pray, plan, and prepare, and thereby avoid the worry. Do these things and trust God, and by doing this, you have done your part, and I promise, and God promises, he will do his part. As always, I've attached several verses that I've used in preparing this to the outline uh, on the podcast. Read through these, study through these, and hopefully you will find a way to begin to move worry out the door and start enjoying life, getting your health better, and you and your family having a better life. This is Captain Captain Suba saying, until next time, may the skies be blue, may the seas be calm, and may the wind be on your stern. Captain Suba, out.